0: It's the weekend of the International Falls Rainy Lake Bass Tournament, a huge bass tournament that brings out the best bass anglers in the state of Minnesota and some of the Canadian provinces as well. Every year, the Peterson Clan vacations there and fishes in the tournament. Once again, brothers Duane and John are competing, and I had a chance to check in with Duane.
1: Our strategy to pre-fish is to to seek out big fish, Uh this game has turned into to a big fish game. We're allowed five fish a day, uh, and it, you know we don't need to catch twenty-five fish. We need to catch uh, seven or eight, and five of them being being the, the right ones. And a lot of times, if you're you're seeking out the big fish, you end up with little or nothing, and and you've got to take that risk. It's kind of a uh, we we have a kind of a high risk, uh, high reward type approach to our tournament fishing.
0: A lot of bass talk about a great bass water, Rainy Lake, coming up. I got my fishing pool keys, tackle box in my hand. Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four stroke right in the back. Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me and when I'm fishing ball, a in country. is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. We're checking in with our good friend Dwayne Peterson, a Hall of Fame angler and one of the founders of Northland Fishing Tackle, who uh, is on... I don't know, Dwayne, as I talked to you and Travis over the years of this, this is a very competitive event, but it's also kind of a family vacation for the Petersons, isn't it?
1: It is. Uh, <laughs> we, we love Rainy Lake, and we get up here several times a year. And this particular week, uh, when we do the tournament, uh, we've got a big house rented on the lake, and uh, we get a a good part of our family and extended family up here for for the week.
0: It's the International Falls Rainy Lake Bass Championship, and this is one of two really big events uh, on uh, the Rainy Lake and the Rainy River in that that area.
1: Yes, it is. The the Fort Francis... uh, tournament uh, is in july like the third week in july and we spend a a better part of a week up here then too and and that's actually uh headquartered on the canadian side out of fort francis whereas this one is headquartered out of international falls uh, and both of them using the same body of water
0: now are there different places you have to fish for each tournament considering it's on the separate side of the border yeah,
1: in, in the, the Canadian tournament, we, we fish all of the uh, Canadian waters of Rainy Lake that's on the Canadian side. And the American tournament, we can fish the American side, but also uh, a limited amount of the Canadian water. They don't allow us to ba- uh, pass through any bridges or go into any remote areas. So okay. it's uh, kind of a combination.
0: All right, and you guys have been up there fishing. Now, uh, who, who's all fishing against each other? Is you and John together in this particular tournament? Yeah,
1: yeah, Brother John and I have been partners in this tournament for since its in, beginning, I guess, and it's a tradition for us, a chance for us to uh, to spend a week together in a boat and to tur- tournament fish like we did many, many years ago when we were young, so that's awesome. And then my sons, Travis and Craig, uh, pair up as partners as well. Okay. And, uh, we we kind of work together as a team. We share some information. We try to to help each other out. And and uh, yeah, it makes for a uh, it's a good time.
0: I bet it is. What a fun vacation that is for a family that's as uh, is, is into bass fishing as you guys are.
1: Yeah, it really is. And uh, John and I have been on the water for several days, uh, and took the day off to basically heal up a little bit and and rest up a little bit and re-rig our broken equipment uh, rather than pre-fish today, whereas Travis and Craig, they're a little younger enough. they were up at 6 and heading out, so John and I are on shore today uh, uh, licking our wounds and getting uh, getting prepared for for tomorrow. They actually have a, a rules meeting at 4.30 this afternoon, and they have a boat parade, downtown boat parade, mandatory parade for us uh you get a pretty good turnout for that so that's kind of fun
0: okay and then the fishing starts tomorrow
1: yes sir uh so the tournament days are our uh, friday and saturday and and we're hopeful for uh a little better weather than we've had it looks like the forecast has got some south wind in it which would be something we haven't had much of uh the last few days we've got that northwest wind cold and and a brutal wind and it's a tough lake to get around on uh, in big wind you've got a really try to limit your travel and try to uh set down in areas that are protected a little bit uh, but the wind is a huge huge factor in determining where we fish and how we fish and uh we're we're always scheming to accommodate the wind.
0: I know you probably not want to give specifics but has it been successful out there in the pre-fishing so far?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been very mixed. Uh we we had a couple really really good days uh I think when the weather was right, uh, we've, we've caught some really nice fish. Not a lot of fish, but some nice ones. And, and and we've also had a couple of really really tough days where we didn't catch very many fish, and and they weren't very big. But but you but when you pre fish, you're you know you're eliminating stuff too, and and you could pull onto a spot that uh, you might catch a, a three and a half pounder and leave, and not look at it for days until the tournament days, So you don't know whether it was one fish there or whether there's a mega school there. So a lot of times uh, you don't know until you get there and and exploit it on tournament day as to, you know, how good the spot might be.
0: Now, a lot of guys who fish uh, tournaments, I mean, understand the whole pre-fishing concept. For those of us who haven't, what are some of the things you're doing? Are are both of you using different presentations to see what will work? What's your game plan for a pre-fishing event? Well,
1: you know, pre-fishing is, is actually more fun than the tournament days. <laughs> I, I I love to pre fish because you don't have to catch them and you don't have to bring your fish to the scale and show people what you caught and and you can you can be creative. Uh, you can look at new areas. You can try new you know new techniques and try to come up with something that maybe nobody else is doing. So the pre fishing is uh, is a big part of of our game, so to speak. Uh, but our strategy to pre fish is to to seek out big fish. Uh, this game has turned into to a big fish game. We're allowed five fish a day, uh, and it, you know we don't need to catch twenty five fish. We need to catch uh, seven or eight, and five of them being being the, the right ones. And a lot of times, if you're you're seeking out the big fish, you end up with little or nothing, and and you've got to take that risk. It's kind of a uh, we we have a kind of a high risk, uh, high reward type approach to our tournament fishing, where we're trying to win. And we want to catch the biggest five fish we can, and sometimes that ends up with a with a failure. And uh, we're willing to you know take that chance. But our strategy pre fishing is to cover uh, the lake as best we can and be prepared for different winds that we might get on this big lake on tournament day. That, that's part of the. And you 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 asked about lure presentation. Absolutely, we we fish different techniques, different depths, uh, different presentations. To determine what is the most efficient and effective way to catch the big ones.
0: Okay. Um, how and have you had fish in this tournament every year?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We fished. I, I think I missed uh, maybe one year. Uh, I had. Uh, in fact, that was the year that Jace uh, fished. I think with Travis and Craig fished with John. Uh, I see your gene was. I was. I was at home uh, with some health issues. Uh, but I fished every year beyond that, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to continue to fish them as long as I can get up in the morning and tolerate the wind, and uh, I'm, uh, I am I fished a lot of tournaments. It's still I still love doing it.
0: You know, we've got a, a few really big walleye uh, tournaments in this state and certainly in this area, but uh, this has got to be the biggest bass tournament in the state of Minnesota. I don't know if it's
1: the biggest in participation, but I think it's probably close to that. But I think if you... If you put in the fanfare that goes with it and the quality of anglers that, that show up and the, the effort and time they put into it, uh, you know, the cash is reasonable. And, and uh, I think you're right, it's probably as good a tournament as, as we fish or, or have fished over the years. Uh, good good, uh, good tournament field, hard-charging fishermen and good people. You know, we got several Canadian teams and, and, and several... You know Minneapolis, St. Paul type teams, and and even some from you know from out of state. I think there's a one guy from Texas and, and his partner that fish, and so yeah, wow. it, uh, it, they've they've made it a a real community event. They have a big tent right downtown by Smoky Bear, and and they do a, a drive by weigh in uh, where uh, the people can sit under the tent in chairs and and enjoy the, the fish that come in, and and they have a you know, a flea market and a bunch of activities going on. So it's a big-time community affair that uh, is using fishing as the excuse, I guess, to have it.
0: Dwayne Peterson is my guest today. He's getting ready for the International Falls Rainy Lake Bass Tournament starts Friday. He and Brother John are competing, and sons Travis and Craig are on another team. We'll talk more with Dwayne next. Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, where fishing is more important than pretty much everything. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Wayne Peterson, my guest today, he and Brother John are getting ready to compete in the International Falls Rainy Lake Bass Tournament. It begins on Friday. Rainy Lake, of course, is a tremendous lake, and you mentioned how you, you guys love Rainy Lake, and that makes sense because you you guys, of course, like to fish walleye, love to fish bass, and there are a lot of walleye and a lot of bass in that lake. Yeah,
1: there are, and... And it's uh, it's notable how many walleyes we catch while we're we're fishing for smallmouth here. I'm sure that to John and I were catching you know without without targeting them, we were probably catching 20 to 25 walleyes a day, and uh, and some pretty nice ones as well. And of course, we also caught some pike up here, and we've caught some giant muskies. Oh. This is also a very, very good muskie lake. Uh, it doesn't get much notoriety, but it, it, uh, it's got some huge muskies in it and big pike.
0: Yeah, Rainy Lake
1: is is world-class. It, it, you know, uh, you take uh, Rainy Lake, Lake of the Woods, both within 100 miles of Bemidji, just absolutely world-class fisheries. We're so lucky.
0: We are, and, and both of them are, are so rustic and, you know, surrounded with lots of forest, and particularly Rainy Lake uh, with, with with the Voyagers National Park there, uh, it 's pretty enviable spot
1: absolutely it's, it's, it's a new adventure around every island and every corner and uh, you see you know very few people uh, you can pull onto you know rock piles or points up the lake that haven 't had a you know allure on them for years or ever maybe and that's the that 's the allure of it, trying to find something that's uh, unique and uh, and that you can have to yourself, you know, for a couple of days. But, yeah, the, the beauty here is is, uh, is sensational, and it's a fun place to be.
0: And there's a lot of Omidji area uh, anglers that take part in that tournament.
1: Yeah, I think they're uh, – uh, Lauren Ross, you know, and, and, and Chuck Olson used to be here all the time, and Tracy Pogue used to be here all the time. But, but I think those guys uh, uh, are not here this year. But, yes, uh, there's a, a lot of people that we know that we – we crossed paths with, uh, you know, at other tournaments and befriended and, and, uh, and a nice uh, Canadian faction too that comes over now to fish this tournament.
0: Okay. Um, prior to getting up there and, and fishing, uh, what, what was happening down in this area for you? Well,
1: uh, I guess I, I'm out of the loop a little bit because I've been concentrating on, on Rainy League. <laughs> It's kind of the time of year that I vacate my, my bass fishing in Bemidji and my little bit of walleye fishing that I do late summer and, and head up here. So I'm not a, I'm not a up-to-the-minute type uh, uh, information guy on, on the walleye fishing, but uh, from what I'm seeing and what I'm talking, the guys that I'm talking to that are fishing regular, the walleye fishing has been halfway decent. I know that tournament on Lake Bemidji, they, they caught them halfway decent out there, and they caught them a variety of different ways. Uh, Most of them shallow, uh, again, on the weed lines, you know. And uh, I I think the the walleye fishing uh, probably held up as good this year around our area as it has in in recent years from, you know, from what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing and what I've experienced. Uh, And it's also interesting that uh, there'll be another walleye tournament on Lake Bemidji in in September. I see that just surfaced. uh, So that'll be interesting.
0: Okay, um, Dwayne, um, we wish you the best of luck in this tournament. I hope I hope uh, I hope we see one of the Peterson contingents anyway at the top of the leaderboard. That would be great. Well, that would
1: be great, but we're we're realistic. You know, yeah. there's tough competition here, a lot of things have to go right. Uh, John and I have won this tournament uh, and had several top tens, and and uh, Travis and Craig and and uh, have competed real close. In fact, one year Travis and Jason won. Uh, determined as well. Wow. So we've competed. Uh, we were, we were, uh, they were third last year and we were fifth. So we were real close, uh, competing and all we can do is, uh, the best we can. And we, we understand that some days you get them and some days you don't. And, and you're only as good as your last ringer, you <laughs> know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, we hope to compete. Uh, we will compete, uh, even if, uh, even if, uh, we, you know, can't get all big fish, will still compete with a decent strainer, I think.
0: Yeah, and your brother John and Gussie have done quite well on the uh, Fort Francis tournament too. Yeah, yeah. They've had a
1: strong, strong history of, of uh, I think they won it several times the Fort Francis tournament and and uh, Gussie and John have been we've we've John fished with Gussie since he was just a kid, you know, and we supported him uh through his uh is uh I gotta get rid of this other call here <laughs> okay but, but anyway uh, Gussie when he was young was a part of our early pro staff and and uh we kind of got him off on his way we're real proud of, of Gussie uh, in fact he's competing today in New York and in the bass uh, circuit and Gussie is usually at this tournament but has a conflict in that regard and his his partner Scott Dingwall will be here with uh, with another one of their buddies, and they'll mm. they'll compete very well. They're they they won the last two years. Gussie and wow. Scott Dingwall, so they're the favorites here. But yeah, we miss Gussie, and we we always follow his uh, his professional career. and He's a great kid, and and he's been a great promoter of ours and, and a good personal
0: friend. Awesome, he's a great guy, that's for sure. And your son Craig uh, last year won the uh, Kenora Bass Tournament. This year, he and Scott Anderson ended up just shy of winning.
1: Absolutely. Those guys have had a strong run up there in a very, very competitive tournament. That Kenora Bass, uh, you know, Lake of the Woods is vast, a lot of travel and a lot of big water to traverse. But, but Scott Anderson and, and Craig, they did win last year, which is a huge win for them, and, and darn near pulled it off again this year. They they ended up second. They, uh, they, they almost went back-to-back. So those guys have got some strong history with, uh, you know, with to bass fishing as well. Scott and Craig have been partners, tournament partners, since they were just way back in high school. Wow! Uh, have, have been, uh, you know, a team and traveled with with Travis and I back in back in the day. So they've got a lot of experience and uh, they're very, very good at it. And at one time, Scott and Craig did fish uh, the Fort Francis tournament here on Rainy Lake, but. Uh, too many obligations have not allowed that, but yeah, they're a great team as well.
0: I'd love to be in the boat and hear them argue about the merits of a basketball versus hockey. That's what I want to hear.
1: Well, you can bet that that goes on. They're not <laughs> sure, they're, they're, they're both so intense when they fish. I think they're I think they're full time concentrating <laughs> how to catch the next three and a half pounder. But but yeah, there's. Uh, there's there's a little bit of, of uh, pulling there between the two sports that they both have been uh, dedicated their life to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Well, Dwayne Peterson and his brother John, part of uh, a lot of Petersons up in uh, International Falls, getting ready for the International Ball- Falls Rainy Lake Bass Championship starts tomorrow, Friday, and runs through Saturday. Dwayne, uh, best of luck this weekend. We love talking to you. Thanks for taking some time.
1: Uh, thanks for calling, Kevin. I might add that that, uh, you know, that weigh-in takes place uh, both Friday and Saturday. I think they start at, at 4.30 or 5, and you can you can find that at uh, at ifallsbass.com. They don't stream it live, but they have a live leaderboard that uh, is kind of fun to follow.
0: All right, Dwayne, thanks for the insight on that. And, again, best of luck this weekend. Thanks, Kevin. As always, when we have Dwayne Peterson on, plenty of good insight and great fishing information. We got a lot more to come too because it's also Lake of the Weekday. We'll find out today's Lake from Gary Barnard of the Bemidji Area Fisheries Office next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Take good notes so you sound smart. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday. Oh. Come. It's Fish and Ball, Punchers, Lake of the Week. Well, it is Lake of the Weekday, and we're checking in with uh, Gary Barnard. He's the Area Fisheries Manager out of the uh, Bemidji office. And Gary, this is a, a lot like the other lakes we've talked about. Part part of a chain, part of a river chain, uh, the Turtle River chain. It's a little turtle, and um, get in those chains, and there just seems to be so much productivity when they're connected by a river.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um, those, those rivers uh, systems do um, tend to be a little more productive. You know, they're draining a bigger watershed and, uh, you know, a lot more productivity in the lake for a, for a lot of
0: different species. And Little Turtle, of course, uh, is part of that turtle chain, which has a, a lot of different things going on there. I mean, uh, Big Turtle, of course, has great walleyes. And uh, how about Little Turtle? Do they make their way to Little Turtle?
2: Yeah, they sure do. Uh, you know, Little Turtle and... and little turtle isn't all that little it's at 450 <laughs> acres too so but it's compared to to a big turtle and mobile it's the smaller one of the three there but uh the walleyes certainly move up in there we don't actually stock um little turtle but we do fry stock big turtle and mobile and and it it benefits from that uh, being upstream i'm sure it gets some of a, of a bit of a spawning run that runs up in there to try to use the uh the upper uh, reaches of the turtle river so and those fish will, will uh, persist in there in the spring and hand uh, feed up after the spawn too. So um, you can have some good walleye fishing in there at times.
0: Well, the one thing it is really noted for is uh, excellent pan fishery, particularly crappies. It's one of the better crappie lakes in the area.
2: Yeah, it sure is. Uh, um, the the last assessment we had we had a lot of nice fish in the eleven to thirteen inch size ranges, and that's that's a nice crappie anywhere. Um, And bluegill are, like uh, in a lot of places around here, bluegill seem to be increasing in abundance, and uh, the turtle change is no exception. Uh, We had uh, bluegill at about 8 per trap. That's not exceptionally high, but some really nice fish uh, exceeding 10 inches.
0: I think one of the good things I've, I've been seeing is certainly not just in you know this lake, for example, but most lakes, um, especially the uh, the panfish lakes. Panfish anglers, like uh, so many of the other anglers, really are educated now. They really understand what they want to preserve, and there seems to be a little bit more thought about which panfish are going to keep.
2: Yeah, that's true. I, I think you're seeing more of that. There, it's it's still kind of a harvest fishery, but I think people are being a little bit more selective and maybe not uh, filling out their, uh, their bag limit every time they go out. Um, and we're, we're taking a look at some of these populations, and that, that turtle population is, is growing and it's got some high quality, and um, you're probably going to see some more restrictive bag limits in the future on, uh, on bluegill in this area and on some of these high-quality lakes.
0: So if we are fishing a little turtle right now, we're catching lots of crappie and bluegill. Give us uh, just some advice on uh, what's good to keep and what would be best to get back into the water.
2: Well, it's always good to release some of those, those really big uh, male fish in the population. You know, a 10-inch fish is pretty darn impressive, but there's not a heck of a lot more meat on a 10-incher than there is on a 9. So if you can release some of those big fish, and, and what that does is it, it keeps that big down of male in the population so that uh, the younger males aren't maturing quite as quickly and spawning, and and they're growing faster. So it, it kind of keeps that dynamic in place
0: okay and it sounds like it's a pretty good bass lake too
2: yeah it's uh, it's a very good bass lake Um, a lot of folks have known about that Um, largemouth bass we're starting to see more smallmouth throughout the chain Um, not so much in little turtle yet but in in mobile and big turtle and uh, they're going to eventually be in uh, in little turtle as well but Maybe not. It doesn't quite have the habitats, the, as much rock and stuff as uh, as some of those other basins. So maybe not quite as much, but don't be surprised to catch a smallmouth.
0: Yeah, And like most, of the, well, like all of the lakes on the turtle chain, these are not secret lakes. These are not uh, lakes we're going to get away from traffic or uh, see lots of, um, you know, un, untamed wilderness, um, pretty well-developed lake.
2: Yeah, they do have a fair amount of development, and and there's going to be boats using it. There's going to be other people fishing out there, but um, fishing pressure is kind of relative. Uh, You look at uh, fishing pressure in this area, when we talk about high pressure, we're talking about a a couple of dozen boats on a lake. It's nothing like the metro, so enjoy it while you got it. yeah, a little turtle is a little bit harder to access, though you, you do have to go through a big turtle to get there. So you're you're launching at the the big turtle access and then going under the highway 15 bridge there to get into little turtle. But and, that doesn't hold people back too much. There's uh, plenty of people find their way in there.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I, and uh, I mean, uh, like I say, it's no secret that it's a it's a great crappie lake. I've heard that for twenty something years. So uh, <coughs> people are going to be trying it for sure.
2: Yep, we do have some winter access available there too, because of course uh, in the winter you can't uh, you can't get under the bridge there with the moving water. But uh, we do have an aquatic management area on uh, right off uh, Highway 15 as well, and that's foot traffic only but it, it's a short walk to get out there and, and get on the lake and uh, and set up for panfish for the winter fishery as well so um nice to have that option in places where uh these lakes aren't quite as accessible otherwise
0: now and um, probably jinx it by bringing this up but uh, as of now we don't have zebra mussels in the turtle chain correct
2: that's correct. We don't have any zebra mussels. We, we do have starry stonewort, That's a vegetation and invasive species. So uh, um, be careful with that, especially uh, at the big turtle axis. That's where it was found. So, uh, again, uh, and with any lake, you know, it's best to assume there's something there, even if, you, even if it's not infested. So always clean, drain, and dry before going to the other lakes. Okay.
0: Uh, besides Big Turtle, do we know of Star- Starry Stonewall on any other lakes in that chain?
2: Um, not on that chain, no. We haven't okay. seen it spread throughout uh, on the on that chain. We we do have it down in Cass Lake, um, and uh and Big Wolf as well.
0: Okay. But it's always it's always something, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> there's always something there.
0: <laughs> All right. It is a uh, little turtle, a great lake in uh, in Paul Bunyan Country, up on the Turtle Chain. Gary Barnard from the Area Fisheries Office with all the details. Gary, thank you so much for your time today.
2: All right, thank you, Kevin. See, I should mention oh. that um, that uh, little turtle does have a special northern pike rag. I guess we can talk about that. But it does have the twenty-four to thirty-six uh, protected slot and. Um, That's a little bit confusing now as we've gone to zone regulations on on most of the other lakes, but special regulations that were in place will will remain in place for a while yet anyway.
0: And that's on all the lakes in the chain, right?
2: Yeah, that's correct. Uh, They all have that same slot. And uh, boats can move back and forth, and the pike population can move back and forth. We want a consistent regulation throughout.
0: All right, sounds good. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate your time today.
2: All right, thank you, Kevin.
0: F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Country.